Welcome to another episode of The Raven Narratives. I'm Tom Yoder. And I'm Sarah Severson, and we are the co-producers of The Raven Narratives. The story you're about to hear was told by Jim Law in October at our events at the Mancus United Methodist Church and at the Durango Arts Center, when the theme was belonging. These events were done in collaboration with the Mancus Creative District's We All Belong Arts and Society Grant, awarded through Colorado Creative Industries. Jim was born in Ireland, attended HMS Conway, a naval training school, was a barman, attended Lakehead University in Canada, was a journeyman house painter, construction manager, salesman, and is now retired. He is married to Diane Law and has a stepson. Here is Jim's story. Dear God, It was 1968, um, and I had uh, just coming up to the uh, first exam for my uh, psychology department, and uh, there was a loud knocking on the door. Uh, I was staying with a dentist and his wife, and it turned out uh, that his wife was very, very distressed and barged in and said, uh, Jim, you have to leave. Now, I was paying $10 a month for this damn place, and there was three feet of snow outside, and along were coming finals. So, putting on my best face, uh, psychology face, I said, would you please sit down? She did, and she poured out this horrendous story of her husband, who was um, drilling patterns in people's teeth because he was high. And she'd had two miscarriages. And it was a terrible, terribly sad story. So being a 1A psychology major, I thought, well, here's my first case. Nothing if not short of ego, you know, 22. And um, so now I'm going to jump forward 22 years. I was standing at uh, a table at my sister's wedding, and a relative came up to talk to me, and we were chatting for a bit, and she said finally to me, she said, you know, I didn't like your father very much. I said, geez, well, why you also? <laughs> and uh, she said, you know, when you were young, uh, I would watch you dress up in your sailor suit and stand at the window waiting for him every Saturday because he said he was going to come and pick you up and take you out because my parents were divorced. And in Ireland, there weren't very many divorces. So... Um, I was, I was stunned. I was so stunned I had to grip the table. I almost passed out. Now I wanted to find out, uh, I'm going to go back 22 years and say that I discovered that there was one place you could go in this country at that time, and possibly only the one place in the world, 
if you wanted to get off of drugs. And that was a place in California called Synanon. So I hopped on a Greyhound bus and uh, came down from British Columbia and entered this dun-colored building, 11 stories, with uh, threadbare carpet, very tidy, lots of people, black, white, young, old, pink, green, blue, the whole works. And um, my generation were arguing that this is what the world should look like a little bit more. And hey, these people are actually trying to do something for people who get into trouble in drugs. And I spent 20 tumultuous years in Sinan. A hell of an education. It was very exciting. We fed thousands and thousands of people, educated a lot of people. I had become a journeyman painter and had a crew. I was, uh, I had been earning back in 1968, 9, 10 in California, princely sum of $550 a week. And that's what you got when you were uh, in the union. You probably can't even get that now. But I had all my medical and dental. Then I went to work for Synanon and I got $50 a week and all the food I could eat, which was donated and pretty awful. <laughs> and it was somewhere in this period of time that things started to turn kind of crazy. Because, see, I had found a place that was very exciting to me. Uh, I, I had found a family. My uh, mother had died when I was 15. My father had divorced her. And then my stepfather died. And, and so I was really on by myself. I had emigrated. Yes, I'm a filthy immigrant. Um, <laughs> I had emigrated from Ireland, you know, a whole bunch of us. <laughs> and um, come over to, this, uh, to, to Canada. And. Um, which is where I was going to university. And so I was very lonely. I'd gone to university in part because I wanted to find out about how to help my brother and because I wanted to get laid. <laughs> um, but all that being said, now Sinanon was beginning to change. And it became the focus of a lot of media attention, and unfortunately, Sinan won its first libel suit against the Hearst Corporation for, I don't know, half a million, which was incredible. Nobody ever did that. And it got good to us, and of course, then we got chased by the media for things we really did do. And we got increasingly paranoid and rigid and strayed away from the things that I thought we were doing or there for. And this is one story to give you an example. I was cleaning brushes one night uh, in, in the back of a barn. And a guy came in and said, Jim, you've got to leave. And I said, 
I, I got to finish up. He said, no, you've got to go now. And there was a great scuffling outside. And um, three guys came in behind him, and between two of them was a young man who had been dragged out of a car, and he was beaten up in there. I, was told, I had been told to leave, so I had left. And as I was leaving, one of the guys went outside and, and started a Peterbilt, which is a big truck, and revved the engine so this man's voice could not be heard as he was being beaten up. Now, I come from Europe. You know where the history comes from. <laughs> and... Um, I knew what the Gestapo did at the Georges V in Paris when they tortured people, which was to drive trucks around to drown out the noise. So I knew. And I didn't do anything. Now I'm going to jump forward, and I was visiting my father after 20 years of living in Sinan, and I knew he was very ill. And I came in to see him and, um, in, in England. And so after some pleasantries, um, he said, uh, I said to him, how are you? What are you, what are you doing? Uh, you know, how, what's going on with you? And he said, emphysema, I'm dying. Well, that took the wind out of me, and um, I, uh, I didn't know what to say to him. And see, the reason I almost fell off that table, fell over that table all those years back, was I realized that every year for 19 years when I had called him, he would say to me, when are you coming back to see me? And I'd say, next year. Next year, next year. Now it was 19 years later. There was, there was no connection. It was gone. Uh, the next time I saw him was he was in hospital. Um, it was the last time I saw him and he started to cry. I'd never seen him cry. And I reached out to him and he said, go, go, go. And I left. And that's the last time I saw him. He died a couple of weeks later. So belonging has a huge price as well as a huge benefit. And my father was a fantastic man, a very brave man. He won the second highest award for valor that you can win at 23 years old. And when I was 23, 25, 26, I hadn't exhibited that kind of civilian courage. Thank you.
Thank you, Jim, for telling that story. To pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives event, fill out the contact form on our website at ravennarratives.org. And we're currently looking for storytellers for our upcoming events in February of 2019, when the theme will be love. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and share these stories with your friends. Big thanks goes to photographer McCarson Lee of Red Scarf Shots. Check out the portraits of our storytellers on the gallery page of the Raven Narratives website, and be sure to visit her website at redscarfshots.com. And thanks to our fiscal nonprofit sponsor, Mancus Valley Resources. Find out more about all the wonderful projects they support in the Mancus Valley of Colorado at mancusvalleyresources.com. The website for buying Raven Narratives tickets, ravennarrativestickets.org, was created by Cortez Web Services. Find out how they can help your business online at cortezweb.com. Our theme music was written, composed, and performed by Jazar. And you can find out more about his music on SoundCloud or at freemusicarchive.org. Music